Fearscape Media Network. Exploring the unknown, one podcast at a time. in the attic's bodies in the basements may contain graphic, violent, vulgar, or explicit content not suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Back to Ghosts in the Attic's Bodies in the Basement. I'm Lindsay. You may notice that I am here by myself this time around. Um, unfortunately, Anna had to miss out on this week's episode. So I'm going to change things up a little bit from our regular episode structure. If you can call anything that we do here at GABB structural. <laughs> so, uh, first off, I have some announcements. First and foremost being that Anna is not here right now because we are in September. And as you all may or may not know, September is Jillian's birth month and her birthday is coming up very soon. So Anna uh, wanted to take the week off to be with her family and whatnot. So please keep Anna, her family and the rest of us who love Jillian dearly in your thoughts this uh, start of the month. And if you would like to, you can light a candle in remembrance and observe a moment of silence September 7th at 7 PM. That is 7 PM central time in the U S in honor of Jillian. And also in September, we know that it is Suicide Awareness Month, which is something that we take very seriously here at GABB. And as always, if you or a loved one is struggling with thoughts of suicide, please seek help. You absolutely deserve to be helped. You deserve a life without pain, and it is possible, I promise you. The suicide hotline is now a shortened number. You no longer have to call an 800 number and try to remember it all and have to Google it and everything. All you have to do to get help is dial 988. And if you are a survivor of suicide, have lost somebody, or know somebody who has struggled with thoughts of suicide or attempts, 
please consider volunteering this awareness month. I personally started a team for my area's local suicide awareness walk. So if you are in the West Texas area and would like to join our team or donate, reach out to me on our socials or at gabbpodcast at gmail.com and I'll give you some more information. I'm not in any way affiliated with the walk beyond being a participant. Um, And also Anna and I wrote a book called Uncharted Waters, The Aftermath of a Child Suicide that is available on Amazon. I'll put the link in the show notes. And uh, we make no profit off of that book. All of the proceeds will be donated in Jillian's honor and in her name. And it not only goes into who Jillian was as a person and the amazing human being that she was, but it also goes into the ripple effect that her death had on all of us. And if you've ever experienced anything similar, that book might help you feel a little bit less alone. That was kind of our um, goal for it and to try to help people. So yeah, go check that out if you haven't already. And now uh, on to the show. So I thought that you all might like it if I did this a little bit differently than the last time uh, Anna wasn't able to join me. Because I just talked by myself and about the Netherlands and I did like a little listicle of five haunted places in Amsterdam. And so instead of listening to me talk forever by myself into this void where with, with nobody besides Brittany, huh, just kidding. I know you guys listen to us. Our analytics show us that. So we must believe that. But Brittany apparently thought it was hilarious that we uh, called her out like that last episode. So I had to say hey to her so hey (laughs) but so instead of being by myself back on track uh i am going to bring a friend on the show you all may recognize his voice if you listen to the birthday messages in my uh birthday episode where we covered Marilyn monroe and other august 5th mysteries and he even sang just a little bit on that so introducing one of my best friends blake hello well, hello. Welcome, Blake. Hey. I technically know Blake from my sister, and I've only ever met him in person one time because he lives in Kentucky. <laughs> but, but he is one of my best friends, and one of the things that really brought us together, besides apparently our Venus zodiac signs being the same, but I don't know anything about that, um, is our love of Taylor Swift. So... Um, if you're anything like us, you already know what I'm about to say. Yep, I do. <laughs> Taylor Swift has a new album coming out in October. October 21st, to be oh, And she, like, just announced this just a few days ago. Like, right after the VMAs. It was the best. Nobody knew it was happening. We did, you some- that? did you see that? Like, MTV producers even said they didn't know she was going to do that? No, I did not see that. I just saw that today. They said that like their um, ratings went up like 3% from last year or something. And they're pretty sure it's because Taylor Swift was there. And Taylor Swift announced the album. Well, go fit. I mean, anytime Taylor's on there, they're going to get more ratings. Like if you ever watch the VMAs or any award show, the camera's always like, oh, Taylor, she's dancing. Oh, Taylor, she's whispering. Oh, Taylor, her management team just walked over to her and she just made a face. I need to know what the face was, Taylor. I need to know. <laughs> but anyways this album is called midnights which is perfect because we all know that taylor swift does not sleep the amount of lyrics this woman has about staying up all night writing all night watching people while they're sleeping all night very, <laughs> uh, 
Edward Cullen of her sometimes, I gotta say. That's what I was gonna say. Oh my God. We're the same. We are Cancer Venuses. Ugh, I don't I don't even know what that means. <laughs> We're just really emotional. It's 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 yeah. That's yeah. pretty accurate. Yeah. I, I could see that. Uh but yeah, the album is called Midnights. And um because of that, you know what else is at midnight, but some people think it's three AM or whatever, is the witching hour. Dun 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 the witching hour. <laughs> We will do anything to make a reference to Taylor Swift, including pick an entire topic for a podcast episode. I don't know. Would we? Did mm. we? Did we? Yes, we did. You know what I mean, it only makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would honestly, 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 how many times can I say honestly, make more sense if we had almost recorded this at midnight. Like, oh, uh, yeah. And instead, it's the opposite time of day. <laughs> It's the inverse. Like, okay, so this is relevant to this topic and where we're going to go. So, um, Lindsay and I did some research. And while the witching hour, as she already mentioned, is often thought to be around 3 a.m., many believe that it is actually midnight. And some believe it's the entire night from sundown to sunrise. There was an article that we came across in our research. And it pretty much summed up the whole uh, time debate up nicely with a little bit more explanation for why so many people believe that it's 3am. This is from toughandneedle.com. The quote goes, so what time is the witching hour? 3am is commonly the accepted time, but some people consider the start of a new day or midnight to be the true witching hour. Aside from the obvious issues with time zones, does the devil just hit each one, one by one? Devil, (laughs) devil, devil. Or whatever you want to say, you know. Um, Sorry. (laughs) The (laughs) argument over timing is as a divisive one. There are a few thoughts behind the devil's hour landing between 3 and 4 a.m. The predominant reasoning lies within religious text. Um, Jesus was crucified at 3 p.m. And the inverse of that is uh, 3 a.m. I'm sorry, guys. I'm getting so tongue-tied today i think it's the amount of caffeine that i've had i think anybody who listens to this podcast expects that because that is my natural state of being i mean you know i always wait to get anything pumpkin spice i'm not like i'm not the swifty of the pumpkin spice but i do enjoy a pumpkin spice uh in as soon as september hits i always wait until september and i had one this morning and then i had my red you know i was at starbucks the day it came out getting pumpkin cream cold brew. I'm not huge on pumpkin spice. Like I can do it sometimes, but the pumpkin cream cold brew, oh my God, to die for. Also the the Taylor Swift latte. Do you remember that? Like the caramel latte that they came out with last year? Yeah, I did not send you. I think I sent you the TikTok about that from a Starbucks worker. Yeah, like how a lot of people didn't know about it. Yeah, it's like the managers are supposed to like, put like the new stuff out every Monday or whatever, like a yeah. information sheet or whatever, something along those lines. And then apparently not everyone got that memo. And then so the day of when the Swifties were like, can I get the Taylor latte? Everyone was like, uh, we don't have I that. just ordered a caramel latte. I, I did it on the um, the mobile app, which it's funny. I have a TikTok video from that day, like when Red came out dressed to the nines in my Red style outfit with my official Taylor Swift red scarf. And my makeup all done and everything. And, like, I didn't expect them to be like, oh, my God, she's a Swifty. But, like, they didn't even give me a red cup. Everyone else had red cups. And my cup was white. 
Because they were like, you're a basic white girl. They did that on purpose. They had to have. I think they were like, no, she's a basic white girl. Like, she listens to Taylor Swift, and she's all decked out for an album release. And it's an album that's already been released, but it's just being re-released. Like, white girl. Basic white girl. I swear. Even though, like I said, I just ordered... I don't even think I did anything special. I think I just ordered a caramel latte. Yeah. Like, I don't even think I did anything special because I did it on the app. Like I don't even remember if it was like a year ago now, but I do have a TikTok of that. That was pretty funny. It, it was good. I mean, it was very good. Um, I also want to throw out there that um, in my research, um, I was looking up the exact definition of the witching hour. Yeah. And... Um, so I think it was Webster's. Oh, don't quote me on that one. But I think it was Webster's that said it, it like specifically stated that it was midnight. However, I decided that it would be fun, Lindsay. And I have to share this with you. And I've already cackled over it. So I probably won't laugh as hard as I did the first time. Okay. Um, I had to look up look the witching hour up on Urban Dictionary. Oh, of course. You, you know that something good has got to be on there, right? Always, right? always. And so the witching hour defined on Urban Dictionary is a phrase artsy fartsy goth girls use as another term for masturbating time. Oh my God. Before bed or when no one else is around. They'll tell you it's when they burn candles and stuff, but you know what's really up. Oh my God. I just want to know the context of like whoever uploaded that on Urban Dictionary. I just want to know like who hurt you? What goth girl hurt you? There's a quote of it used in a sentence. And, like, I honestly, like, I feel like it's something that I personally would say. But the, the quote goes, you guys need to head out. It's getting late. It's almost time for my witching hour. And I have class in the a.m. <laughs> I could picture myself saying something along those lines. And I could picture somebody uh, looking a little bit too deeply analyzing that sentence. It's almost my witching hour. Yeah. Oh, it's almost my witching hour. I mean, if we want to get technical, I mean... Sometimes, like, I have multiple witching hours throughout the day, like, if it's a lazy day. Not that, you, you, not that Gab wants to, our, the Gab listeners want to listen to me talk about this, but, like, you know, some days, there's, a, there's many witching hours throughout the day. I have to make <laughs> up for the fact, you know, you have to, I have to make up for, like, the, is it midnight? Is it three to four? Is it all night long? Well, like, whatever. Sometimes you just got to make up for it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, sure. But that gets us into what happens in the witching hour regardless of what time it takes place, other than what people in Urban Dictionary apparently think happens. So basically, some people believe that the witching hour is when witches are most active, which I get that, I guess, from the name. Um, others think it that time period is when witches, demons, and ghosts are more powerful, which I honestly kind of laughed at when I read that because it's like the fact that witches, demons, and ghosts are all just on one level to these people. The, the, yeah, there's <laughs> and then some people believe that it is just the time of day where the veil is thinnest. And the phrase dates back to at least 1775 in the poem Night and Ode by Reverend Matthew West. And I found that little bit of poem, which I had to do some digging to find it. Surprisingly, like everything, whenever I was initially looking it up, was just talking about that's one of the first times that we see the phrase but i finally found like this link that had a literal scanned in old book like where you're like looking at the scanned pages of like yellowed paper and that was pretty cool 
But uh, so the poem, well, this bit of the poem, because there's actually more of it, and everyone should go look at it if you like old books like I do, although you can't smell it. But anyways, it says, And fee bright Cynthia from the ethereal steep, on every mountain sheds a solemn gleam. Her trembling glories paint the watery deep and add new luster to the silver stream, along whose banks in midnight's witching hour so wayward fancy dreams aerial beings pour. Hour and poor don't rhyme. <laughs> Sorry, I just noticed. Like he has hour and poor. Maybe with his, he was Irish. Maybe his accent. Hour poor. Hour <laughs> poor. I don't know. <laughs> but that was in 1775. It is believed to possibly and probably have originated earlier thanks to the church because it's always the church and that in 1535 the catholic church prohibited activities from 3 a.m to 4 a.m because they were scared of witchcraft but like the catholic church thought anything was witchcraft and you know what taylor says they're burning all the witches even if you aren't one so light me up light me up light me up Sorry, in my head, like, it just, like, became the live performance and uh, embodied that moment. Just a side note, the concert version of I Did Something Bad needs to be on the Reputation Taylor's version. Oh, I agree. I need to hear curse words. I need to hear it with, with the words. I don't know where the- Like, I want, like, the original version and then one of the vault tracks be the tour version. Oh, yeah. That would be Perfect. Perfect. Oh. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to go ahead and add to this with some research. And um, excuse me for when I butcher these words up because I am a little hick. I am from Kentucky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but apparently there's some actual uh, psychological reasons humans may be concerned about the witching hour that isn't due to actual alleged witches um according to the wikipedia um the witching hour may stem to a human sleep cycle and circadian rhythm the body is going through REM sleep at that time this is where the heart rate is slower um body temperature reduced breathing pattern and blood pressure is irregular sudden awakening from REM REM sleep could cause agitation, fear, and disorientation in an individual, which I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, that's very accurate from my life experiences. I feel like, um, also during REM sleep, which usually occurs within the witching hour, unpleasant and frightful sleep disturbances such as parasomnias can be experienced, which include nightmares, rapid eye movement, sleep behavior disorder, night terrors, sleepwalking homicidal sleepwalking and sleep paralysis okay okay do you remember back in the day my back in the day it could be anywhere from in the early 2000s because i don't know time there was like i think it was like a lifetime movie or something similar where it was about i guess it was about homicidal sleepwalking because the guy and i'm pretty sure it was like chip from whose line is it anyways (laughs) Okay, I don't recall this, but I love that you went on a tangent about homicidal sleepwalking because when I was reading this, some, an image popped in my head. And I mean, granted, it wasn't homicidal, but we'll get there. I'll get there. But I, I swear, he, I, 
I'll have to text my sisters because I swear to you, there was like a Lifetime movie that he was in where he was like sleepwalking, killing people. I mean, honestly, like if you, you or our, your listeners, our listeners, do I even say our listeners? I'm just, I'm just a guest. It's your listener today. Um, I'm okay. Well, perfect. Um, if you want to have me back in the future, I would love to look into homicidal sleepwalking and see. That would be a very interesting topic. Any, yeah, I think it would be too. That would be like a really good true crime topic and like whatever. Um, honestly, when I read it also, I was like putting a little movie in my head. Cause you know me, I always have like a movie playing in my head or something along those lines. Um, but when I read the homicidal sleepwalking, Okay, did anyone out there watch Rugrats? Yes. Okay, I pictured, like, I remember, like, it gave me the creeps as, like, a kid. And, I mean, like, they're really good, you know, with, like, the sound effects and stuff. But I think of Tommy Pickle's dad. I think his name was Stu. I want to think it was Stu. But he was sleepwalking and, like, he was cooking in the kitchen and he was, like, doing some weird shit. Like, he was doing some really weird shit. And the kids were all like, oh, my gosh. And, like, I mean, that was a whole thing. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Right, like, that's terrifying. If it hadn't been, like, you know, a kid's show, like, things could have got really bad there. I'm just saying. So I did end up Googling it, and there is a 1997 made-for-TV movie called The Sleepwalker Killing. And it says, can a sleepwalker commit murder? Mark Shaw admits being guilty of murdering his mother-in-law. In his defense, a team of lawyers attempt to prove that while Mark did, in fact, carry out the murder, he was not awake when it happened. Has Hillary Swank in it? I wonder, like, what goes like in your mind during that. Like, wh- what I picture in my mind, like, if that was happening to you, it would be like the beginning of season two of the OG Charmed, where Prue was astral projecting in her sleep and like doing stuff. Like, oh that's, yeah, like, hmm. that's that's what I picture in my head. See, I picture it's like like the person probably has like a night terror. But their body, like, whatever that chemical is that your brain releases that makes you paralyzed. So, like, the opposite of sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis, you're awake, but your body's still paralyzed. So, you're having, like, awake nightmares or whatever. And then, so then homicidal sleepwalking, you're living out your nightmares. And someone ends up being the victim of it. I can see that, but I also have another thought. What's up? (laughs) Because I'm going to relate it to something, like, that honestly... I feel like your listeners should watch, and I know I'm going to go on this tangent for a minute, but it makes me think of Insatiable momentarily. <laughs> and like, if you think love about it, like, not to spoil anything. I know we love that show. Netflix, why'd you cancel that? Like, it was good. Like, it was some good shit. But, anyways, so you, without spoiling anything, because anybody wants to watch it, we know oh, how that, that one character makes that quote about how, like, what if I was always hungry? Like, it's the very end of the show before they cancel it. Fuck you, Netflix. But she's like, what if what if what was happening in the show satisfied her hunger? Right. I'm trying to be vague. But like, yeah, what if that was, what was that? What if that was what it was, Lindsay? Like, what if like you have that urge like during your daily life, but like you don't realize it, but then you go to sleep, it's like your body just knows that that's your actual urge and it's like, let me come out and just I could see that because in the book Bloodstains by Jeff Mudgett, which if you go back, our 10th episode was us interviewing Jeff Mudgett, who is the, what is it, great, great grandson of H.H. Holmes. In the book, which is fictional, but in the book, the character of Jeff Mudgett, 
does wake up from sleepwalking about to attack somebody. So it's like that that ancestral hunger from H.H. H. Holmes was in him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love so that. So it kind of goes into that. We just went from like facts into like our own little world and our own little mind. That's how we do it here <laughs> at GABB. Like it's always been like that. Yeah. This yeah. See, everyone can now understand why I'm such good friends with you because your brain works very similarly to the way my brain and Anna's brain works. Yeah, it's like all of us, like our gears are, we have like, I don't know how many gears in a sense, if like, you know, we were mechanical here, mm -hmm. if our brain has like X amount of gears, most people have like one gear that's going and we have like multiple gears going at once and we're like, I believe experts call that ADHD. Um, or like maybe, maybe we are gifted with some sort of affinity and we're actually witches and maybe that's why. Okay. Can I just say something about that? And it fits because of the witching hour. Okay. So I am somewhat convinced that secretly, okay, this is going to sound so stupid. <laughs> I am convinced that there's like some big family secret in my family and that it is that we are witches because, and I'll tell you why. Um, first of all, playing witches as kids, duh who didn't do that we were once very much convinced we turned a kid into a worm but uh he, he we didn't he was fine we saw him at school the next day everything was fine but my memo so this is on my mom's side which by the way if anyone ever remembers me mentioning mentioning where my mom is from Appalachian area just saying just leaving that out there my memo has like this running joke that she's a witch and I don't know if it stemmed from somebody calling her a word that is similar to witch. Um, can I, can I like spell that word out? <laughs> Go for it. I love that word. And when I say spell, I mean, I'm just going to say bitch. B-I-T-C-H. I'm that bitch you love to hate. Yes. <laughs> all right. There's some little Kesha singing for you all. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, like, I and like, and she, she goes all out. She, she, she mm, sorry. <laughs> There's always been this really cool, like, knotted broom hanging up in her house. I don't know why. I never thought to ask why. It was just always there. But it's like, so she did the whole thing where you make the broom stand up that everyone did a few years ago. And everyone says that's what made the world what it is today. And she always dresses up as a witch for Halloween. One year when we were in Kentucky for Halloween, um, my oldest kid dressed up as a witch and she was like, well, we're just all witches, honey. And I'm like, I think she's for real. <laughs> and I need to know. I, for me, like I've always been, I, okay. So like my, one of my grandmothers, my nanny, um, she was native American. Don't ask me what tribe. Don't ask me nothing. But she always had, like, turquoise in her house and, like, some dream catchers when I was little. And I was always drawn to them. And, you know, when you think about that spirituality, we carry, I mean, I personally do carry crystals around with me sometimes. Um, if I go on trips, I always carry turquoise because I, you know, I read about it. And, you know, in the Native American culture, they believe that if you carry turquoise on you during, like, long trips and whatnot, it would protect you from any kind of harm in your way. And so, yeah, so if you ever see me carrying, like, a little turquoise stone in my pocket, that's literally why. Um, 
because I also have like driving anxiety anytime I go anywhere and it just calms me down or it could just be like it's a placebo effect but like you know hey if it works if it works it works um and then like my close family for the most part other than one of my cousins like when I was little like Obviously, I read Harry Potter. I watched Harry Potter. Like, I was obsessed with anything, like, magical and, like, this, this, and that. And most of my family, even, like, horror stuff, uh, most of my family were not into it. They were like, what is wrong with you? Like, that's kind of, like, the right. vibe I got the whole time. And I was always drawn to, like, occult stuff. And, like, now, like, I see the TikToks and, like, I, I read it. I watch a TikTok and, like, Witch Talk comes on. I don't know if you've ever been on that. But, like. Witch Talk is, like half or i guess like a quarter of my for you page i've never sought it out it's just there which is like is it supposed to be there for me well see that's how it happened to me and i was like okay well i'm gonna go down this rabbit hole and um as i went down that rabbit hole like i i would read little like spells and tricks to like get stuff or what or like good luck to come your way or whatever and so like mm -hmm. i've done i've done a few things like I, it's not like i went and like put somebody's picture in pickle juice or like dug up bones or something i just said listen listeners i said i have not i have not for clarification i said i have not but i have like putting a whole bay leaf in my wallet because they say that like it will bring you money or, or luck or whatever and so i've done little things like that because you know why not yeah sure and I thought, because I am single, um, <laughs> about doing the love spells. You know, I've thought about it, listeners. I really have. But then I always think about that Buffy episode from season two where Xander cast that spell and, on uh, Valentine's Day. And all the girls in the school are, like, obsessed and in love with him and chasing him. And I'm like, what if I, what if I just F this up? And, like. Do you watch Rick and Morty? No, I don't. I There's I an episode where Morty wants Rick to make him like a love potion for his crush. And then it ends up uh, like Rick doesn't tell him to like that little fuck up if the girl has the flu. And it turns out she has the flu and there's like this huge flu outbreak in their town. And so like everybody becomes like obsessed with Morty and it's like fighting each other. And it's like this whole thing. They end up having to like change universes that they're in because of it. Uh, you're gonna have to just send me that episode, and I will randomly watch it. I'll have to, I'll have to get on and see. It's, um, I think season one. I'll have to, I'll have to figure out which episode it is and send that to you because it's hilarious. That's, I would totally be into that. And you know, it's like episodes like that of TV shows that I necessarily don't think I would like, or or just haven't like got. Oh, uh, Rick and Morty's amazing. I love that show. Episodes like that would like reel me in. Yeah, I, I see that. But um, the witching hour, <laughs> back on the topic a little bit. So the, um, as well as like the sleep stuff, also at night are um, symptoms of physical illnesses and conditions like lung disease, asthma, the flu, ironically, because we were just talking about the flu on Rick and Morty and stuff like that. Like the, the symptoms exacerbate uh, because there's less cortisol in your blood late at night especially while you're sleeping. And so the immune system kind of goes into like overdrive and is like fighting all those infections while you're asleep. And so then things like fever, congestion, coughing, all that happens more at night. So I can imagine back in like the 1500s where they're like, oh no, it's a demon because I sneezed. I can definitely see them being like, oh, well, witches are among us because we're all getting sick at night. I mean, it only makes sense. 
Also, can I just say that while I've always been aware that that happens, like when you're sick and then like, oh, oh great, it's nighttime now, I can't breathe out of my nose or whatever. I didn't realize it was because like of a physical thing. I thought it was just like the temperatures dropping outside. Yeah, same. But apparently it's because of the cortisol in your blood. Well, you know, also it's like your parents tell you, don't go outside with wet hair, make sure you cover up, make sure you wear a warm clothes bed, you'll get sick, it's getting cold. Like, so that's automatically like drilled into our minds. I feel like I'm learning so much just from looking up the witching hour. <laughs> Thanks, Taylor Swift. We learn things because of you. Yeah, and you know, if we, we want to really relate this back to Taylor Swift, um, you know, if you think in like a horror or paranormal mindset, okay, just like close your eyes if you listen to Taylor Swift or you know any of these lyrics, think about it. It feels like the perfect night for breakfast at midnight. That can be like terrifying if you think about that. It's like you put it in the right setting you know yeah sure like what where is breakfast at midnight i want your midnights like yes the song was wrong like all this it gets just creepier and creepier if you think about it and like a horror i sit in the night and watch you breathe yeah you just yeah like maybe just because she's not saying like oh you're just sitting there sleeping calmly it's like i'm watching you breathe yeah taylor girl you okay no, we know she's not. Like, this This is the woman who, when she wrote, um, I did something bad, wanted to have an instrument in it. After she, okay, let me re-explain this. She was asleep, and in her dream, she heard, and she wakes up, and she's like, is there an instrument that makes that sound? And they were like, no, but, like, we can record your voice and make it work. And if you look up um, a song in the making of the song, I did something bad on YouTube somewhere, you can find this and she will like tell you the story. And then there's like, she's recording and she's like, I, do you remember the, um, like the little video documentary things that were when reputation was coming out and it shows like the yeah. clip of her doing that. Yes. Oh, I love it. But now I'm like thinking, I'm looking at all of these things that Taylor has done, like through this lens of, witching hour how it relates to her and stuff and there there is some questionable stuff like um the fact that she's recorded her heartbeat into her music yeah it's very witchy it's a very yeah. very witchy also if the witching hour is when the veil is thin and we all know halloween's when the veil is the thinnest imagine listening to midnights on halloween at midnight oh god yes. i can't wait that's all i want but thank you so much for joining us, Blake. I'm so glad that I was able to do something and not have to talk by myself. I'm sure everyone here is much more entertained than me talking by myself about <laughs> Taylor Swift and witches and whatnot. Well, I appreciate the invite. Um, I've never podcasted before in my life, and I don't know why I put such a big pause in that, but like, here we are. Um, <laughs> but I hope that everyone enjoyed, and I hope that I don't sound like a total idiot. And you'll have to come back sometime when Anna can actually be here, because that would be awesome. Yeah. yeah, we can totally talk about, like, the homicidal sleepwalking, because I'm totally down. And everyone, um, go pre-order Midnight's on Taylor Swift's website. There's four vinyls, FYI. That are beautiful. That are very witchy, by the way, because the colors are all named very witchy things, like Jade and Moonstone. And Moonstone, and yeah. And mahogany. and mahogany. But, you know, just so you know. I'm sure there's some meaning there. We don't know. But yes, that is our Taylor Swift Midnight's Witching Hour episode. So until next time, listeners, stay spooky. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Ghosts in the Attic's Bodies in the Basement, a Fearscape Media podcast. Music by Stephen Temperley. Artwork by Laura Ramsey. Find us online at fearscapemedia.com forward slash G-A-B-B podcast or on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at G-A-B-B podcast or email us G-A-B-B podcast at gmail.com. Thank you.